Well, hello everyone. This is Dr. Eileen and this is Medicine Walk. And for those of you who are listening in on Blog Talk Radio, this is Healing House Radio. So I hope everyone had a good week and you've been maybe practicing some of the things that we've discussed. Uh, if not, or if this is your first time uh, looking at one of these videos, first off, welcome. And second, you can go into the playlist for the other episodes where we've discussed empathy. It's really cool that I have people who will ask questions about what it is that empathy really means. And one of the questions that I get a lot is, being an empath, does that mean I'm psychic? And well, yes, if you want to look at it from an extrasensory perception, which is the perception or what you might be able to pick up that is outside of the five senses, then yeah, you know, you would have ESP. Now, psychic ability, there's a lot that can go under that umbrella. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, some of the things that it means to be psychic, how that can be defined, and how empathy fits into that, and in what ways is it complementary, and in what ways it kind of needs to work separately. So, when we look at uh, psychic ability, often people think about, um, you know, that they can read minds, or they can uh, know the future, or perceive the past, or find something that's lost. There's a lot of different ways that people look at psychic abilities. And empathy is, well, empathy is not going to tell you necessarily the past, and it's not going to tell you the future. What it does is it gives you a snapshot of a moment, this moment, and it tells you what somebody's mindset is in this moment. Now, could an empath have other psychic abilities that work with it? Of course. Can an empath be a telepath and, you know, project thoughts towards someone or be able to, you know, connect and actually exchange a conversation, you know, with their mind? Yeah. And empathy would actually make that easier because you would be able to resonate with that person and it would be able to, you know, be much more of a significant connection between you. Will empathy tell you whether or not someone's telling the truth? Now, that is a big question because technically, ta-ta technically, the answer to that would be no. And the reason that it is a question is if somebody honestly believes that they're telling the truth, that is the frequency they will resonate with and that is what you will perceive. Which is why sometimes empaths can be fooled because if somebody is lying and yet they are thoroughly convinced in their lie that it is in fact truth, an empath will not perceive it as anything other than what that person is believing themselves. Remember, you're resonating at their frequency. So that means that the beliefs would match up. Now, could you say whether or not someone has good or evil intent? Once again, technically, 
all you will perceive is what that person is thinking in that moment. So if someone is thinking, you know, wow, I would love to, you know, take that car or, or, you know, or they wish they had that car and they were visualizing it and they were visualizing driving away in it. And they were in that moment and in that state. And there's Luna. (laughs) Then, um, yeah, you would, a person would pick up. It's like, wow, they really want that car. And, you know, then it becomes like, uh, what was that movie about the, the psychics who were, uh, deciding or people were being arrested based on the fact that they were thinking about committing a crime, but they hadn't actually committed it, but you know, they go in, uh, Oh God, I can't remember the name of that movie. Anyway, I'm sure you guys do. You can post and remind me in the comments what movie that was, but, um, that idea is, it, it makes it very tricky because what someone's inclination or thoughts in, in a moment aren't necessarily something that they're going to go through with. It just means that in that moment, as a snapshot, that's where they were at. That's the headspace they were in. And you cannot have a full picture based on what someone is feeling in a particular moment. So, you know, any more than, you know, if two empaths or, you know, like being a joke, two empaths are walking into a bar and one of them sees someone who is tremendously attractive. It's not that they intend to do anything, but, you know, the other empath might go, hey, you know, you're, you're looking at that person. You want them. You're attracted to them. Well, yeah, in that moment, maybe. The thing is, is that you don't get a full, a full, you know, film. You get one snapshot. Now, can you predict based on a snapshot what someone might do? Uh, Yeah, it's possible. And you have to tap into a lot more than that. So... Yes, empathy can work with a lot of other psychic phenomena, and it's not going to give the type of answers that you may want. Now, empathy is also something that when, let's say, if you're working with someone and you want to kind of understand them a little bit better, heck yeah, you can resonate with them and be able to understand, you know, maybe that the thing that they're upset about isn't really what's upsetting them. Or if they're very, very sad or very, very frightened, you know, it might be someone might think, oh, well, you know, they're upset by this and empathy will allow you to look deeper and go, no, that's, that's not really what they're upset by. There, there's something else. There's something deeper. And that does come with practice where you can kind of, you know, peel one layer away and then another layer away and you can be able to find what it is that maybe is going on that they're not talking about. So it is important to remember that empathy is a tool. It's just like any other. I was asked if being empathic meant that you could speak to the dead. Uh, 
technically, technically, it could assist with that. Because the thing is, empathy, remember, it's not just about emotions. It's not just about, you know, someone you're sitting across from. It is an energetic resonance. And that can happen with someone who you're sitting in the room with or someone who's across the country. Because it's energetic. It is not it does not have to be line of sight. And can you resonate when someone is no longer in this world and they are just essentially energy? Yeah, an empath could be able to connect with them. Once again, it takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of work. That's a very specific way to use empathy. And it can be successfully done. Um, if you want to know more about that, you know, I may do like, you know, maybe I'll wait till around Halloween and, and we'll, we'll discuss that. We'll do a a program on that. But, uh, the idea of being able to integrate and incorporate empathy with other abilities, because I mean, just because you're empathic doesn't mean that you're locked into only one thing. I mean, it's not you know, only one, you know, type of of psychic phenomena is allowed for each person. People can have multiple types and somebody could be empathic and, you know, telepathic. Somebody could be empathic and, you know, be a precog, have precognitive, you know, be able to tell things before they happen. So, Empathy can go along with almost any other form of psychic phenomena, and it can also stand alone. It just needs to be clear as to what exactly it will give you. And there's been, I've seen a lot of empaths get into a lot of trouble by deciding that what they feel is the entire picture. And I really want to emphasize that it's not. We need to use all of our abilities. We need to use our perceptions. We need to be able to listen. We need to be able to see where the empathy guides us, but then not be attached to that and say, okay, what's the bigger picture on this? Because when we only look at one particular way of seeing something, you know, it's, it's usually going to end up coming back and biting us in the butt because People are very complex creatures. Yeah, even even more complex than cats. And I'm sure Luna would disagree with that. But it is important to remember that people are very, very unique. And, you know, let's say if somebody is, you know, like we're talking about the idea of somebody feeling guilty about something, does that automatically mean they're guilty of something? Not necessarily. They may feel guilty, but that doesn't mean that they are. It just means that's their perception. Or maybe somebody should feel guilty and should feel horrible, but they don't. Which means that they will not resonate with that. You know, you could think it's like, oh my gosh, how could they not feel bad about that? Because they don't, for whatever reason. And if they don't, empathy is not going to give you a clear answer. Now, things that empathy is excellent at in the areas of counseling, in the areas of um, 
meditation. Empaths are great with meditation. And empaths are wonderful in teaching people how to meditate. Because what you can do is you can help someone if they are um, in a situation where, you know, they're having trouble calming their mind. You can connect with someone and help them calm their mind. You can, you know, take them from here and you're here and you can bring them down to your level of stillness. And then, you know, you let them go on their own once you get them where it is that they would like to be. Now, you know, and I've talked about before and people often will bring up the question, can an empath make somebody do something they don't want to do? that is something that would be required of, I mean, it would require being one of the most advanced empaths out there. And is it possible? Yes. And I consider it highly, highly, highly unlikely because Everybody has their own moral sense. Everybody has that thing inside of them that keeps them strong and keeps them focused. Can someone, you know, kind of weaken their uh, somebody else's resolve? Yes, but again, that would take a lot of work. And in fact, most of the people who are inclined to do that, the vast, like 99.99% of the people who would love to be able to do that do not have the self-discipline necessary to learn it because that is something that would take years to learn. And they honestly don't have the patience. They don't have what it would take to do that. Now, can you, you know, talk somebody into buying a used car that isn't really, you know, a good one, but, you know, you convince them? Yeah, I mean, you know, the best salespeople are empaths. They know how to resonate. They know how to say exactly what someone needs to hear. But if someone flat out said, no, I'm not doing that. No, you're not getting past that. So for the vast, vast, vast majority of people, no, you're not going to be able to do that. And more than likely you will trigger someone's defenses. And all of a sudden their internal instincts and their, you know, autonomy is going to be triggered and they're going to say, Hey, no, I, I need to get away from this person. This is, this is not a good person to be around. And the reason I keep rubbing my nose is that Luna is shedding. And for those of you who know when a cat is shedding, the hair goes everywhere, which she doesn't care. But the idea that we you know, that an empath would have this, you know, clandestine ability to, you know, pull this Svengali type of, you know, mind control. No, because everyone has their own defenses. Everyone has an ability to say, you know, no, this doesn't seem right. And all of a sudden that gut feeling is going to trigger up and they're going to say, I want to get away from this person. I need to move away from this person. So for the most part, people are going to be safe. People are going to be, um, they will be okay. And they will not, that, you know, higher being within them is not going to allow them to be manipulated. Not on 
something that is fundamentally goes against everything that you believe and everything that you would, you know, you personally hold. So no, you know, you, people don't have to worry about that. And even if an empath thinks that they're doing the right thing and, oh, well, you know, I, I, this person is on a really bad path. So if I just tweak them a little bit, you know, so they believe that this other path would be much better, which would be better for them. Uh, no, that doesn't work. And it will only make the person distrust you because they will have a gut feeling that, you know, there's something. And if that person is an empath, they will perceive that they're being pushed. Yeah, it's it's best not to. It's There's so many amazing applications for empathy that allow people to feel safe, that help them, that empower them, and then you back off. You know, if you want to be able to help somebody who's feeling sick or feeling afraid, you can be able to lend them some strength and have them feel a little bit that, you know, a little bit more that they're not alone. But as far as convincing them of something that isn't true, no. And the thing is, as empaths, if we know we're doing something that we shouldn't be doing, that gets transmitted as well. And sometimes it can make us like the world's worst poker players. Because empaths, unless they really know how to control the energy that they're putting out, we become beacons. If we've got a really great poker hand, we're going to be able, we're going to transmit that. You know, it's the same reason that when somebody walks into a room and they just, you know, radiate confidence and, you know, and they're just like, like a beacon and people go, wow. And automatically people are drawn to them. It's because we can transmit and, Bringing transmission under control is a good thing because one, you might have a better chance playing poker. And two, it means that you can find balance that you can separate from, you know, the emotion and utilize connection when you need to utilize it and not when it's just kind of going off when it chooses to. Empathy is wonderful. It's amazing. And like any other ability, it becomes more intense, more powerful, and more effective when we practice it with discipline. When we're able to find that, you know, that center point, stay there, and then determine, is empathy necessary right now? Because I, I swear, it can reach that point. I do not believe that Empathy uh, by itself is unmanageable. And the reason I know that is because, you know, I spent a good part of my life as an unmanaged empath. And then I found the ways to manage it, to bring it under control, to bring it into a place of choice. And that is what I want for every empath more than anything else is that they realize that it's their choice. So if somebody says, well, if you're an empath, does that mean you're psychic? Technically, yes. You know, if they're going to ask you to find their lost car keys, um, probably not, because that's not what it does. 
Um, but there's a lot of ways it can be applied. There's a lot of ways it can be matched up with other psychic abilities. And those abilities can be used in a very, very helpful way with people to help them find their center, find healing, find forgiveness, find their strength, find their courage. Being an empath means that you can help people to see beyond the moment, to see beyond their own snapshot, their own little, you know, moment in the universe, and to be able to see something much bigger, something that is true something that is within them to strengthen them. And that is a beautiful, amazing thing when that happens. And what's even more amazing is when you step back and then they're able to go on on their own. It's sort of like when you teach a child to ride a bike and you're running next to them and you're holding the seat and then you let go and they're pedaling and pedaling and they realize that they're on their own and they're doing it and they're managing it. That, to me, is the best part of empathy when I get to turn it off and watch the person go on their own. So, how do you define psychic ability? How do you define empathy? No matter what it is that you want to do with it or how you want to combine it with any other ability that you have, make sure that you know you understand the depth of what it is you want to do. Understand what your intention is behind it. And also realize that it takes a lot of work to learn that sort of thing. But you can get there. So, thank you for joining me. And uh, we'll be back next week with another topic. And what I'd like to do is over this next week, I'm going to be uh, collecting questions. And next week is going to be dedicated to answering questions that, um, you know, that people have had. And sometimes people come up to me and, you know, it's like, oh yeah, well, you know, what about this and what about that? So I'm going to compile a group of questions and I'm going to be answering them next week. And if I get a lot of questions, then I'll answer it over the next few weeks. So, um, you know, if you have any questions, then place them in the comments. Those of you who are on uh, Healing House Radio, list them in the comments. You can also reach me through Twitter, and the link is in the description. And you can also reach me through the Facebook group, Medicine Walk with Dr. Eileen. And I'll be happy to answer questions, any questions that are posted there. So, thank you for joining me. If you like this video then please hit like. You can subscribe, and I'm working on building up to my first 100 subscribers so that that way I can get a custom URL. So that's like the first goal. And then Luna, my co-host, uh, will be able to uh, move up from there and uh, do other things and, you know, sort of help the channel grow. Have a wonderful week. And as always, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you and take care. Say bye, Luna. <laughs>